Hi, this is Herman from Austria. I'm managing director of Bisurance, company specialized in embedded insurance solutions. Very interesting issues always on InsurTech Business Series podcast. I can highly recommend to tune in. Welcome to the InsurTech Business Series podcast. I am Fulimi. And I am Gamola. And together, we host the most exciting podcast on insurance and insurtech related topics in Africa. Stay tuned. It is good to have you on the game, but of course, this time in a different capacity. That's true. The last time he was here, he was with the IRA. Now uh, he's, he's doing the Lord's work <laughs> with FSD Africa. How are you doing, Elias? Yeah, much better. Um, I would say it's quite a good experience again and um, really trying to look at, I would say, the entire continent now. Um, previously, mm-hmm. he was a little bit more focused um, on one country, uh, and trying to create uh, enabling an enabling environment um, within that one country, but now it's more of an expanded role um, by trying to make finance work for Africa uh, through uh, creating uh, an environment that is responsive, but also um, that we look into uh, channeling. Um, some of these ideas to uh, improve, um, I would say, re- resilience across the continent. At the same time, ensuring that Africa becomes prosperous. So, yeah, it's it's quite um, a good experience, uh, given that now we have a more, I have a more expanded scope on how we could create some change, meaningful change across the continent. Very, very, very interesting, and. Uh, I, I wanted to ask, right, um, now, now with um, FSD Africa, right, um, what, what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing uh, which uh, FSD is trying to, to take advantage of? And what are some of the areas that uh, FSD Africa is, is also looking to open, uh, open up markets? Our, our work is to make finance work for African future. So, uh, we really look into strengthening African financial markets. And within that, there are various aspects that we want to uh, support. So in this case, we'll, t- we'll talk about building and strengthening financial markets across uh, sub-Saharan Africa. And with that, then we look at how then we can address uh, structural underlying causes of poverty by improving how the financial market system function. And we do that by looking at uh, addressing systemic challenges within uh, the financial markets uh, that would spark, I would say, long scale, uh, large scale, but also long term change um, in Africa. So our interventions are basically designed, uh, I would say, from a ground up to ensure that African financial market better serve those that those that are in need today and also um, those that um, and, and also just ensuring that we build that resilience across the continent. So we, we have a number of initiatives and um, our initiatives do span from 
just looking at the, the digital economy side, how then do we uh, support innovations and uh, ensure that those particular innovations um, uh, really go to the last mile in terms of ensuring inclusion um, uh, of these communities and, and businesses that are uh, inherently underserved or uh, neglected uh, within uh, the traditional financial systems up to that level whereby we talk about um, uh, building resilience and 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 looking at uh, um, various uh, market systems that uh, will in one way or the other uh, provide mechanisms of managing the risks that uh, various communities face so in that what comes in mind is can we ensure that uh, people will be well protected um, people will be able to go on with their daily lives without much exposure to risk but at the same time if they're exposed to risk are we giving them some mechanisms uh, that will enable them manage uh, the risk that they will be experiencing so we, we look at ways in which we manage uh, resilience and create resilience instruments across the continent uh, we are also highly focusing on climate change and and, and nature-based uh, uh, solutions. So we know that climate change is a real issue right now, not only in Africa, but across the world. And we will be focusing a lot on how then we will make Africa be ready to experience or basically tackle the effects of climate change, but also making Africa to have a voice around climate change. You know, Africa is highly exposed, though it contribute the least when it comes to 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 emissions carbon emissions so there's need uh, to uh, invest and, and to create structures that will ensure that Africa remains resilient uh, to the effects of climate change but also you know we highly we are highly dependent on nature so we are looking at how then uh, we will be able uh, to ensure that the nature is well protected, uh, the biodiversity and the various ecosystems that we highly uh, regard, we hold with high regard in, in, in African continent are well, are well protected. So th there are a couple of programs uh, that we are looking at. And, and these are some of, some of the, uh, I would say, examples that we are, we are currently progressing well. Uh, just to mention, you know, uh, uh, Bima Lab is one of the things that, uh, Within the the innovation and uh, and what we are doing across the continent in supporting innovators uh, towards addressing some of these particular challenges that uh, we are facing in the continent are some of the special effects or maybe I would say uh, the programs that we will continually support in terms of uh, enabling us to create uh, an African continent. Uh, that will be meaningful to the current generation, but also to the future generations to come. Awesome, awesome. Um, okay, so I, I know that you talked a lot about sustainability, and um, of course, we are also very aware of the um, BIMA Lab Accelerator Program. But, but let's even talk about BIMA Lab first. How has the experience been? Uh, we know that you've done in Kenya twice. Um, currently doing one in Ghana as well as one in Nigeria. Has that been able to drive home your mandate, you know, to, you know, deepen um, the financial sector in, you know, the sub-Saharan Africa? 
we we started this particular program in in Kenya. Uh, so Kenya was one of uh, the testing grounds for Bima Lab, and I would say that we managed to get the right uh, environment for testing. In this case, uh, we managed to know that it's uh, it, 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 it's it's some it's a program that would basically support the change, the meaningful change across the continent. And we've gone ahead into pushing that in Ghana and Nigeria. And and the, 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 the focus is one, whereby Africa is still facing several challenges in delivering uh, relevant products to customers at the base of the pyramid. At the same time, uh, Africa, in terms of uh, the GDP drive, uh, by insurance is still less than what will term as the world average of around 7%. So this basically give, gives us an opportunity to test new digital technologies that have the potential to enhance inclusion, financial inclusion, which will provide access uh, to the underserved and, and also to the unserved uh, market. So we really well, we, we really focused on creating an impactful uh, and also uh, successful programs Uh in Kenya, and, and that made us uh, test uh, this particular idea also in West of Africa, that is Ghana and, and Nigeria. And what we've managed to see is that we've managed to gain the rightful visibility and push for resources to scale innovations uh, in that uh, there are a couple of companies that have gone through this particular program that are so far managed uh, to sign strategic partnerships and agreements uh, and have taken their product to the market. At the same time, uh, we've managed to create a, a, a very healthy ecosystem whereby as FSD Africa, we managed to sign a couple of MOUs with insurance companies, technology companies, regulators. Uh, in this, then we've managed to create um, an, an eco, a team or, or uh, different partners that will focus into uh, creating uh, an access uh, to insurance products services. So the ecosystem is what we wanted to create, and and that has that has been enabled uh, through this program. Uh, we've also managed to ensure that companies that have participated have gone and taken their products to the market. Uh, we've managed to get uh, people. Uh, that were previously not able to purchase insurance products, purchase, purchasing some of these products. And in one or the other, we've enabled uh, the regulator to adopt practices and strategies that promote insurtech and, and, and uh, insurtechs and innovators uh, within uh, their market. So that, that's the entire ecosystem whereby the regulator sees that there is need to adopt practices and that has been adopted in Kenya. Uh, we are currently doing a lot in Ghana and, and Nigeria. Uh, we've kind of managed to lead and expedite innovation uh, by bringing in different actors. Uh, we've seen um, the innovators and the, the, the uh, insurtech signing new partnerships and taking their products to the market. So at the end of the day, we have managed uh, to really achieve the intended purpose of, of Bima Lab. Um, the key thing is now uh, even taking it further than Kenya, Ghana, and Nigeria, and and that's the focus. We will be doing this for the next three years. Uh, we'll we we're already looking at expanding the scope, and that's the purpose. Let's do it for Africa, and let's see whether we could create a meaningful change. Given that now uh, we've seen the change happening in Kenya, 
uh, soon we'll be talking about the results in Ghana and also some results in Nigeria. Mm. That's, that's, that's very interesting, and uh, I'm just... I, I must give kudos to to you and the, and the team um, because again, key thing uh, going back to what you said, the ecosystem. Uh, I think that has not existed uh, when you even compare, uh, you know, the other sectors within the fintech space: uh, payment tech, lending tech, uh, in banking tech. Uh, we see a lot of movement in that space, but in the on the insure tech space, uh, not so many uh, movements on that end. And it's super interesting to see, uh, you know, some of this innovation uh, going on and uh, FSD Africa championing uh, some of these things. Um, uh, I wanted to ask, right, uh, because again, one of the challenges or one of the um, issues uh, faced by insurtechs themselves and sometimes maybe even insurers themselves um, in this market in terms of how to scale and innovate is, um, you know, regulation and the regulator, right? Um, looking at what the FSC is doing, uh, there's a way that you are engaging the regulator directly in order to create an environment where there is innovation. Uh, can you tell us a bit uh, more about uh, why that approach and uh, what's the feedback been like from the regulator's point of view? It's very interesting uh, that one of the things that I always cited by the by the innovators is that uh, is lack of regulatory clarity. And uh, also there's always that gap uh, between innovators and, and, uh, and yes, the regulator, yes. uh, whereby... Uh, what basically happens is that the regulator always view um, innovations uh, as one way of exposing customers to risks, especially where there are regulatory gaps, and, and that's true. Um, new new innovations can really be a big challenge uh, to customers, and the regulators are supposed to be keen. Um, most of the time, also, uh, the regulators are not really ready to... Uh, in a way, uh, provide uh, the meaningful uh, clarity to these innovators, and and that and and our intention was was uh, was uh, purposeful, whereby we wanted the regulators to be part and parcel of this. And what did this provide? It kind of provided uh, the regulators with an opportunity to understand these innovations, uh, to discuss. Uh, these innovations with the innovators, uh, and even just to, be, to 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 open a door for the innovators to kind of come in and discuss the innovations. So, what we wanted to achieve was that were we able to basically close that gap that exists between the regulator and the innovators? Uh, are we able to ensure that the innovators have access to the regulator at the same time? the regulator had an opportunity to clarify some of the regulations that are in place. And with that, then it enabled them to quickly adapt and even look at ways in which they needed to improve some of the regulations that would would kind of operate like a barrier to the innovations. So the regulators were quite open to this uh, because uh, it it, it kind of gave them an opportunity uh, to even look at these regulations, uh, these particular innovations ahead of time, even before they go to the market. And in case there are some areas that they needed to tweak, 
they could advise that this needed to be tweaked like this. And when when there were regulatory gaps that did exist, the regulator could come up with mechanisms of solving those particular gaps. So uh, this, at the end of the day, created a, an enabling environment uh, for both the, the, the innovators, but also for the the, the, the the startups that were looking into creating that meaningful change. So what do we achieve at the end? The, the 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 focus is one whereby now the innovators were being provided uh, with an enabling environment for developing the ideas, and that would also include the support whereby they could get training, mentorship, and coaching, not only from different partners that we are bringing in, into the table, but also getting that opportunity on a one-on-one uh, with the regulator. So that kind of gave the innovators what we call a validation of their innovations. And even when this particular product would go to the market, uh, the customers would have some confidence that uh, the regulator has had an opportunity to look at some of these uh, innovations. So that that was the intention, uh, that as we create this ecosystem for growth at strategic partnerships, then the regulator basically sits in part and parcel just to ensure that, yeah, there are, there are components uh, that are well uh, well aligned uh, to the existing regulations. And in case uh, some of the existing regulations were not commensurate to mm. those particular innovations, then they could look at ways of adopting uh, the new uh, regulations that would support the growth of uh, those particular innovations. Oh, great, great. Because um, I think that one of the important parts of this is to, I mean, um, have regulators actively involved. And um, I'm happy that that's the approach that, you know, FSD Africa has taken um, to ensure that, you know, innovation is well-driven um, on the African continent. But then um, since the beginning of, you know, um, BIMA Lab, um, especially in Kenya, um, has there been any policy change, you know, from the regulator? So, um, has there been any, you know, um, increased engagement with InsurTechs um, on that, um, you know, front? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adebo Ali Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsurTech Business Series and stay updated. We've seen a lot of uh, interactions already um, on, on various platforms. So for instance, uh, if you look at when where we started, uh, particularly in Kenya, there was always um, the need to implement the regulatory sandbox. And, and that is something that uh, we've seen a lot of activity happening around it, whereby uh, the regulator is keen uh, to fully take the sandbox uh, into full implementation. We've seen the actual the actualization or basically the enactment of uh, microinsurance regulations uh, in Kenya uh, due to what was happening in the lab. So uh, that basically gave an opportunity to talented innovators uh, to uh, get 
their solutions uh, through that particular license, whereby they could uh, operate as micro micro insurance as micro insurance companies, and and those are some of the things that we've seen happening uh, in Kenya. But maybe if I could comment. Uh, so, for instance, in Ghana, uh, we are actively uh, working on uh, the regulatory sandbox uh, guideline uh, that should be enacted soon. Uh, also, we've managed to uh, work closely with the Nigerian regulator, NICOM, uh, to work on the, uh, the regulatory sandbox. Oh, so okay. all of these components are, are things that we will be able to achieve as time goes by. Mm, okay, uh, that's 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 quite interesting. And on 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 that note, um, Nigeria, right? I know that you were in Nigeria. Uh, FSD was in Nigeria uh, some weeks ago. Uh, before we go into the details of all of that, like, how was your experience in Nigeria? <laughs> yeah, so Nigeria is a very interesting market, and one of the key things that I would really say is that uh, Nigeria is mature in terms of innovations. Um, I've managed to uh, basically have a discussion with a number of insurtechs in Nigeria, and, and, and one thing stands out is that it's a market uh, that uh, has the right innovators in place. We got the right attitude, uh, the regulator has the right attitude in terms of supporting the innovators, uh, we've seen a lot of activity from the incumbent side because uh, we've kind of had a number of interactions with uh, existing companies, insurance companies in Nigeria. So that basically tells you that the Nigeria is at uh, what I would call at the runway and, and they are ready to take off. We, we just need to just ensure that we give it the right attitude and, and the right uh, pilot uh, to to take it where it's supposed to be. Uh, the market is always huge. Uh, there's a huge potential of, of creating the change that will kind of basically transform Africa. Because if you look at the, the population in Nigeria and, and where the continent is when we talk about insurance penetration, if we could manage to just do a little bit of work in Nigeria, that will in one or the other, have a very big impact on what we usually talk about as the average African continent number. So let's do this. And I believe that uh, Nigeria has uh, all the right uh, components to do this. And with the support that we are currently providing uh, on a number of initiatives, you know, we are running uh, the Bima Lab in Nigeria. We, we are also supporting, we are also providing a regulatory support to NICOM. Uh, on, on a number of initiatives. Uh, we've, we are also engaging uh, different uh, players uh, in, in Nigeria. So the only thing is that now we just need to make this uh, take off and, and we are on the, on the runway and we surely will be able to create the rightful change that is needed in Nigeria. Awesome. Uh, I mean, it's good to hear this being in Nigeria. So, um, I mean, this, is, this comes with a lot of excitement. Um, however, I would like to ask, um, with what you've said, do you think that there might be um, a Bimala 2.0 um, in Nigeria, just, just as you had in Kenya? I mean, to further drive down, you know, this um, innovation and, you know, develop the ecosystem here in Nigeria? Yeah, so what, what I would say is that, yeah, we we are having a three-year uh, 
program, Bima Lab, we've kind of managed to secure a three-year funding for for Bima Lab, and definitely we 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 will not just run one version of Bima Lab in Nigeria. Uh, as long as we get the right results uh, when we end the first cohort, we'll definitely uh, look at whether there is need to run the second uh, Bima Lab, and definitely. I think that will happen uh, in Nigeria. So uh, our purpose is just to ensure that we don't close uh, opportunities to other persons that have meaningful ideas for change in Nigeria. Uh, we will always look at ways in which we could harness those ideas uh, to provide the rightful impact in Nigeria. So definitely uh, we will we'll check and see whether there's need and definitely if there's an opportunity for us to do that, definitely we'll be able to run the second. Oh, great, great, great thing. Um, uh, before I ask about your expectations, right, um, from the InsurTech um, that are currently in this um, present court, um, I'll just like us to you know, take a dive to the sustainability that you mentioned earlier on. Uh, do you think that that is currently reflected in um, this current court or this is something that FSD is looking at on the long run? Okay. Um, when it comes to the sustainability uh, journey, you know, if you kind of look at the UN Sustainable Development Goals, um, particularly on a shared vision to end poverty and rescue the planet and build a prosperous and peaceful world, then with that particular line of ending poverty, then we need to ensure that we kind of provide channels or solutions that do um, improve inclusion. So with what we are currently doing, even with the InsurTex, we want to advance and with the speed at which uh, and scale the speed at which uh, we kind of meet and deliver uh, the SDGs uh, that really range from a number of issues and a number of challenges around sustainability that do range from, say, climate change, biodiversity loss, ecosystem degradation, pollution, uh, to things such as uh, poverty and social inequality. So that, that's something that we need to we need to focus on. So sustainability is 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 a long term goal uh, for not only for FSD Africa but for the entire continent and also for the entire world uh, and essentially uh, as risk managers which basically the insurance companies do play a role and even uh, the investors and the African insurance industry has a key role to play in promoting both um, economic social and environmental sustainability and in that case then um with what we are currently doing within the insurance space, then we have to support and commit to the actions that will support the achievement of uh, of, of 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 the sustainable sustainability uh, agenda. So that could be we can take it in various ways in which uh, we create risk management uh, mechanisms, and that's what you see uh, from the innovator side. They're trying to create uh, risk management solutions and products. Uh, that will uh, support uh, some of these uh, SDGs and, and also sustainable insurance uh, agenda. 
Uh, we also look at ways in which um, we, 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 they, they can look at investments. And, and in that case, then uh, the way that we are focusing on solutions that do support issues around climate change. So I think one of the criteria that we used uh, when we were admitting uh, the innovators was uh, looking at uh, issues on climate change and um, issues of reducing pollution. And, and one of the solutions that we had uh, as part of the Bimalabis One company is working on on, on waste uh, management and, and converting that waste management to the insurance products. That is some of the things that you could see that are highly connected to the sustainable sustainability agenda. We are also working closely on policy and regulatory engagement. And uh, just uh, last month, uh, we did launch uh, an R3 lab and, and uh, did the launch of uh, the Nairobi Declaration in Lagos. And this was just to engage the policymakers, the regulators, the industry associations on key sustainability issues uh, for the African insurance industry. And, and that's some of the things that we intend to work on and, and uh, continually improve on. So these these are these are long journey, and uh, we just need to kind of bring all of us together and and say, okay, fine, this is the direction we need to take. Uh, we need to ensure that we have we build resilient cities and communities as well as uh, sustainable food and agricultural system, among us other things. And 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 that's a goal. And in that case then what comes in mind is that we need to close the insurance protection gap by actively uh, developing and promoting inclusive and innovative insurance solutions. And that can only be done through insurtech and nature-based solutions uh, within, uh, within our, our ecosystem. Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare, using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. During your trip, uh, you know, here in Nigeria, I know that the, uh, the lot of, number of things that... Um, FSD Africa, you know, launched. Uh, one of it was um, the R3 Lab. Um, can you tell us a bit about uh, what that is and how, uh, you know, the industry benefits from initiatives like this? Very good question. And when, when we talk about R3, you know, uh, R3 basically stands for, uh, for three components. So think about risk. Think about resilience, think about regulations. And what comes in mind with these three compelling issues that we currently face in Africa, there are complexities that come with them. So those complexities uh, within the current environment do pose a number of challenges for both financial service companies, in this case, the insurance companies, uh, the regulators also do face a number of challenges. And if you look at on the risk side, the customers also do face uh, some challenges. So the R3 lab is basically looking into uh, solving or addressing some of these challenges through collaboration and cooperation. So 
what are the challenges that we want to solve? We want to solve challenges such as lack of uh, technical capacity, lack of resources, the changing regulatory mandates, including just new, uh, new, regular, new requirements that intend to address broader policy cha- uh, challenges such as inclusive economic development, sustainability, climate uh, risk, and digitization. So the purpose of R3 it's just to encourage and facilitate regulatory interactions uh, between insurance regulators, which will strengthen the methodologies that they are going to apply and enable them develop necessary solutions that will create an enabling environment. Because creating an enabling environment will be key towards solving some of the challenges that customers do face when they are exposed to various risks. Uh, Customers do face when they want to uh, get access uh, to resilient solutions. And this could be insurance products or any other services that will build resilience among them as communities and also as, as, as businesses. And at the end of the day, we want to ensure that Africa grows as, as one solid continent, that in one way or the other, the solutions that have been implemented in country X can be replicated in country Y without a lot of, uh, I would say, a, deployment of resources because we want just to create a very symbiotic uh, I would say symbiotic but active relationship across uh, the continent. But that's what R3 Lab is all about. Let's work together as a continent to address some of the challenges that mm. we are facing through collaboration and cooperation. That's, 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 that's quite interesting. I mean, away from the serious stuff now, like uh, how was your experience uh, your experience in Lagos, uh, you know, did you get to to eat some Nigerian food? Yeah, so <laughs> very interesting. Now, when I, I arrived in in Lagos um, in the evening, and um, when I ordered some food, um, I was not specific. Uh, I didn't kind of say that it should not have pepper or pepper or spice. <laughs> So <laughs> when the food was brought to me, I was a bit hungry. So by the time I realized that it was too much spiced, I'd already taken a couple of uh, a couple of uh, a couple of uh, I would say uh, the stew, and um, it was not interesting in my stomach because uh, it kind of opened up my stomach <laughs> for a couple of days. Um, I'm not a fan of uh, spiced food, but I believe, and uh, one of the key things that I would say, uh, in terms of the delicacies and in terms of the variations that I, I, I managed to kind of see in, in Nigeria, it's one of the most interesting countries when it comes to food, and, and you could get variety of, of a, a particular meal done on, 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 mm. on different variations and and. and that 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 would be great. So one of the key things that I would say, I, I enjoyed Banku and uh, and tilapia. Uh, that, that's that that's my favorite uh, in Nigeria. The only thing is that I'll do my spice on on my tilapia. <laughs> oh wow! So you can't do pepper soup then? Okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I'm trying. Maybe by the end of the time when we'll be doing the second bima lab, I'll be an expert on pepper soup. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just have like two questions and one would 
what exactly is um, FSC Africa's expectation um, for this current court and um, also where would be your next stop? Because I know that you mentioned this earlier on and um, you said that you, I mean, like to take this, you know, across the continent. So Yeah, so what is, what is our expectation? Our expectation is that um, we need to make insurance more affordable, um, especially for the low income. Uh, thus, we protect them uh, from the risks that they do face. We want to make insurance more relevant and accessible uh, to people uh, across the, 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 the across Nigeria. Uh, we want to have improved risk management for households and companies through uh, comprehensive risk management. Um, we also just want to uh, ensure that we've built an ecosystem that uh, will support um, and respond uh, to protection gap and financial inclusion challenges. So we just want to ensure that um, the, that the ecosystem is there. Uh, there's improved risk protection uh, for customers. There's adaptation of, of regulatory rules and policy uh, across uh, the continent, but also in particular in Nigeria, and, and also transparency on key issues uh, when it comes to uh, the trends on innovation, uh, particularly in the insurance sector, um, whereby the stakeholders can always come back and say, okay, fine, uh, we can see that we have improved on performance. At the same time, uh, the, 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 the customers look at solutions that are highly customer-centric. So that, that's what we want to see. That, that's, that's our intended purpose, and that's, a, that's our goal. And at the end of the day, just making finance work for Africa future. And, and that's, that's what we are highly focused on. Uh, the next stop, you did ask us, where are we landing next, right? Um, yeah, so we are, we are certainly cruising. Definitely, uh, we will be landing in uh, one country very soon. Uh, we are currently working with close to eight countries, and, and just what we are doing is just developing uh, innovation portraits and, and regulatory action plans for those eight countries. And, and definitely, we will be landing on one of those eight countries that uh, we, we are working currently with. I can't say which one, but yeah, we are working with eight exciting countries across the continent. Mm -hmm. And definitely one of those countries will be our next stop. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, a super interesting time uh, within the insurance space, uh, especially here in Nigeria, right? Uh, I mean, Bima Lab initiative, there was a release recently of the, uh, earlier this year, uh, the <clears throat> web aggregator uh, guideline, you know, FinTech Association of Nigeria uh, recently um, mentioned that, that they are working with NICOM as well on uh, an InsurTech roadmap, right? Um, so quite interesting time, and we're super excited about uh, what all of this will bring uh, for the space, and uh, we're happy to 
you know to hear all of things that uh, fsd africa is doing within the space in nigeria and even across across the continent uh, so uh, i mean uh, kudos to you and the team and this is something that you know when you had started off you know within the ira then kenya and then now you're taking it global so uh, well done to you and the team uh, working on this and uh, yeah we're super excited and and looking forward to even collaborating and doing more even with you and uh, FSD Africa uh, just to, again to push innovation and, and grow the space uh, so yeah thank you thank you thank you very much it's, it's been super exciting uh, speaking with you um, yeah so do you have any last words yeah my, my last word is that uh, Africa needs to work together um, we have a lot uh, to solve and the only thing that we can do is just to put our efforts uh, to try and change uh, what we are currently experiencing. And that could be done by a lot of collaborations and cooperation. So as FSD Africa, uh, we are still working and we'll still continue to look for those partners that uh, are looking into transforming the continent and, and ensuring that uh, we make the continent work. So that, that, that's my last word. Let's work together to solve these African challenges. And we can do it if we can just do it much, much uh, as a team uh, going forward. All right. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Collaboration. That's that's it. Uh, we had a guest uh, some time ago and she said uh, she prioritizes uh, cooperation, you know, as against uh, competition, uh, you know, collaboration in, in order to grow the space. So, yes, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Alas. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, kudos to you and the team. Thank you very much, and uh, we look forward for future interactions. Hi, and I hope you did enjoy that conversation. Quite interesting one. Do ensure that you continue to listen to our podcast and share as well with your colleagues and friends uh, future episodes and even previous ones on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on every platform that you get your podcasts. Right, and also don't forget to join the conversation on all of our social media platforms. You might have comments, reviews, as well as questions. Please do share on our LinkedIn page, on our Twitter page, as well as remember to follow us.